Welcome to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. This is your host, Ethan Gavon, coming to you from Sacramento, California. Keep Playing Baseball is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping every high school baseball player navigate the recruiting process and play college baseball. At Keep Playing Baseball, we don't think money should dictate college baseball opportunity, and all our resources, including this podcast, are 100% free. No signups, no fees, no strings attached. We use the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast in many different ways, but the main point is to get you the information you need to keep playing baseball. We appreciate you tuning in to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast, the best source of recruiting information on the go. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. On this episode, we want to bring you up to speed on changes to the signing periods that will go into effect for recruits this year. So seniors in the class of 2019, this will directly impact your ability to sign with a D1 or D2 program. We're going to try and keep this nice and short and sweet and hit you with the facts and really just get you informed on what the changes mean for you and recruiting in general. And so rather unceremoniously, the NCAA has changed the signing periods for all sports except for basketball and football. So this directly impacts baseball immediately. Um, When we reached out to some college coaches to ask them about the changes, Some of them didn't even know that the changes had gone into effect. So if you haven't heard about this already, you're definitely not alone. And so what the NCAA has done is they've done away with the split signing period. So it used to be for for baseball recruits that there was an early signing period that took place in November, and that would last about a week where players could sign an NLI or a written financial agreement and make their commitments binding to that institution And then there was about a five-month break, and the regular signing period would start in April and last until August 1st, which is the last date that you can sign an NLI with the program. And so what they've done is they've replaced these two signing periods, the split signing period, with one continuous signing period. This year, that's going to last from November 14th until August 1st. And so what that means for recruits is that any time during... Uh, that period of November 14th to August 1st, you will be able to sign an NLI or a written financial agreement that binds your commitment to that institution. And so really what this does is it, it makes everything more flexible for coaches and players alike. So if you enter a commitment that otherwise, you know, in the past would have fallen between the two signing dates, you no longer have to wait to sign with that program. And so really what this is doing is it's putting the responsibility on coaches and players to make informed decisions and be 100% sure that this is what they want to do. Because unlike a a verbal commitment where you're sitting on that verbal commitment until a signing period and and having to wait and really think things through, There's no take-backs or do-overs on an NLI 
or a written financial agreement. Those uh, agreements are binding. They're not the handshake verbal commitment that we've come to know over the years. And so, um, again, you just want to be very careful. You want to make sure that you're 100% ready to sign with the program and that program is a fit for you. Um, one red flag that will be new would be that if a team wants you to verbal to them and won't have you sign an NLI or a written financial agreement that makes that verbal binding during a signing period, that should be a bit of a red flag because now they can make that binding and that's going to leave you wondering why uh, they don't want to make it official yet they want you to stop pursuing other opportunities. For those that aren't as familiar with signing periods and the way that signing an NLI or a written financial agreement works, um, this only applies to seniors. So you can't sign as a junior or sophomore or a freshman. You can verbally commit, but as we've discussed at length on our website and in previous podcast episodes, um, a verbal agreement is a non-binding agreement. It's essentially a handshake with the coach where you're putting your faith that they're going to hold up to their end of the bargain and they're putting their faith in you that you're not going to look for other opportunities elsewhere. But for seniors, um, signing, signing periods make a big difference in the way recruiting takes shape because now you can uh, agree to a verbal commitment and sign in one felt swoop if it falls within that, that longer signing period. So essentially, the NCA has added uh, almost five months of signing period into the recruiting calendar. And so uh, this is going to impact players and uh, recruiters all, um, but it will impact everyone a little bit differently because recruiting takes shape differently at each program. Each program has their own philosophy in the way that they go about trying to find players. But one, one place where it will be very interesting to see uh, will be for recruits who have some opportunity to play at different levels. So a recruit who has offers from a Division II program, uh, a mid-major program, and possibly even a Power Five or a, a bigger name school. Um, those players are going to have to be very careful with the way they go about making their decisions because in the past, um, with the regular signing period starting after the college season had already begun, some of those bigger programs, the Power Five schools, had a chance to see their product on the field. They had a chance to see how their roster was going to take shape the following year, what changes might happen, who might be transferring or who might be getting cut. Um, and then they also had a chance to see the way that the draft was developing. And so if a program had a junior that they were expecting was going to be coming back that next year, who got off to a really hard, hot start and now was on a lot of draft boards and they figure that he won't be there next year, they were able to circle back to that pool of players that was still uh, maybe even uh, verbally committed, but certainly still exploring their options at mid-major D1s and D2s. Some of those bigger schools were able to come in and, for lack of a better word, uh, poach those players from those schools knowing 
that they had a better picture of what next year was looking like. Now those Division II schools in the mid-major Division I programs are going to be able to sign those players before bigger programs have an opportunity to see the way the season is going and better evaluate how that's going to impact changes to their roster the following year. And so that's an interesting dynamic that will play out both for recruits and recruiters. And it'll be interesting to see uh, whether players decide to hold off a little bit longer uh, as those bigger program opportunities come back around or, or whether those players simply get taken off the board. Um, but just to summarize, uh, the NCA has made a change that will impact only seniors because seniors are the only ones who are able to sign uh, an NLI or a written financial agreement. Um, and they've replaced the split signing period. Uh, they've eliminated the early signing period and made it just one continuous signing period from November 14th until August 1st. Um, we'll have plenty more information coming out on our website, articles about this change. Uh, that's www.keepplayingbaseball.org. If you have any additional questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us by email, keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com, or send us a message on Twitter or a DM. We're always happy to answer questions and clarify things that aren't clear. Uh, we'll continue to bring you good information and update you on changes to the recruiting process. Uh, until the next podcast, keep working hard uh, and take care. We look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. As always, if you have questions or need more information on the recruiting process or player development, you can find that for free on our website, www.keepplayingbaseball.org. We're also very active on social media. You can find us on Twitter at KeepPlayingBB, Facebook, KeepPlayingBaseball, and Instagram at KeepPlayingBaseball. If you've found this podcast to be helpful, please take the time to leave us a review and give us five stars. That'll help other people find our podcast and get access to great free information. We'll be back at it with a new episode soon, but until then, take care.